Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio, Sal Capaccio on WGR. Sal, coming up in a moment. Happy Football Friday. Phone lines are open for Bill's questions, comments, opinions at 8030550. Quick reminder that you can uh, check out our uh, Facebook page today a couple times for a special live NFL preview brought to you by Value Home Centers, your hometown team. This show will be streaming from 8 to 10. And you can also catch uh, the afternoon show, Shope and the Bulldog, from 4 to 6. That is today on the WGR Facebook page. Uh, I apologize, I didn't shave. Sal joining us on the Wester Hotline, brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the best place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Good morning, Sal. Happy Football Friday to you. Yeah, you too, guys. Good morning to you. How are you feeling this morning? I know, you know, this is our job. We, You know, you have to report and cover and all that stuff, but we're all fans, too. So we're about to start the playoffs with great expectations. How are you feeling? What are you thinking about this Friday morning? Uh, well, actually, uh, initially, a little disappointment. I was at the Sabres game last night, so oh. three in a row was not uh, sitting very well this morning immediately. Yeah. Um, so th- thinking about that a little bit. But, you know, as the week's gone on, as far as the game is concerned, you know, all of these injuries for the Dolphins really just – you get to – Joe said – I think actually Joe said it best yesterday, trying to force yourself into thinking um, that this can be a competitive game because right. you think, oh, wait, there's no way, right? There's no way. Now, I, I just think it is the it is the playoffs and anything can happen, and I, I do find myself thinking about paths to victory for the Dolphins, how they're going to try to win, how they're going to try to make sure that they can have every chance to pull this upset. Um, but the thing I keep going back to is – you know, this is not the Bills of 2019, um, you know, first time in the playoffs with Josh Allen. It's not the Bills of 2017, first time in the playoffs with Sean McDermott. This is a Bills team that I think, you know, they've been through this. They understand it doesn't matter who it is. doesn't matter who the opponent is, where the game is. This is it. This is your playoffs. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is in the other team. They're not going to take any team lightly. They're going to do what they can to lock in, dial in, be very detail-oriented throughout the week to do what they have to do. And that gives me a lot of comfort. Yeah, the path is hard, Sal, because I would think the path would involve Miami outscoring the Bills. And and the last game they were here, they put up 29. But, you know, without Tua, um, maybe no Mostert, maybe three of the five starting offensive linemen not playing, that they can't lean on a dominant defense to pull this off. It's just really hard to get to that path or find that path. Well, I, I think that they're going to have to – they will have to, though, lean on the defense to create plays. Yeah. I think that's what they have to do. Yep. Uh, to me, I expect an aggressive defense, an aggressive Dolphins team, maybe even an aggressive offense. Um, I think defensively, you know, they do blitz a lot already. You might see even more of that. You might see them saying, look, we're going to take our shots. We're going to have to just try to get sacks. We're going to have to get strip sacks, yeah. fumbles. We're going to have to get interceptions, get our hands on footballs. They have a special teams unit that is not very good, but at times they can um, be very aggressive. We've seen... We've seen Danny Crossman, who used to be in Buffalo, uh, in Miami, do some, you know, some trickery, if you will. They've done different things uh, to try and mix things up and to be aggressive. And then on offense, look, they're going to have to manufacture ways to get the ball to 
Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, but that becomes a scary proposition sometimes because it could be things you've never seen. It could be formations and personnel, and suddenly, bam, here's, here's Hill with the ball. We didn't expect him to get it in this situation. So, you know, maybe they line up guys in the backfield. Maybe they're just throwing screens, or maybe they just run them down the field and say, we're going to launch it and yeah. hope for pass interferences and hope to make plays. But to me, I expect a Dolphins team that's going to be loose, let it all hang out and be very aggressive on both sides of the ball. Well, let's get some calls in, too. We'll keep breaking down the matchup with Sal. 803-0550 to join us. We'll get connected with our fans, and we'll go to Nick in Eden. Thanks for holding on, Nick. You're on with Sal. Go right ahead. Awesome. Good morning, guys. So I heard you earlier talking about the uh, neutral site game. Um, I was thinking about going for the same reason that Jeremy's thinking about going to it. thinking about going to a Super Bowl, but this one's much more accessible, a much uh, better experience. Anyway, what I was thinking about was, will it actually be a neutral site game? Um, will the Bills be able to play the South Sound when they score a touchdown? Will the <laughs> oh, yeah, Chiefs right. fans be able to do their inappropriate cheat chance? Or what the, how will the game be a game feel? Hmm. That is well, a, that's great, a good question. question. I didn't I think about that. Question. Yeah. I have wondered this. I have wondered this. Huh. Um, I, I don't know if there will be a quote-unquote home team. It'll be I like the Super they Bowl, would do I assume, right? The Super Bowl, like, well, well they wouldn't play who, the Bills' shout side of the Super Bowl. Who calls the coin toss? The higher right, seed? So do you flip a coin chooses, for who, who flips the coin? Locker room? <laughs> who chooses what uniforms to wear? Right. What locker room? Yeah. Um, okay, so let's remember what they did when the Bills had to get forced to Detroit. Those were home games. That's the right. Bills had all the home amenities. Now, the Bills chose the visitor's locker room this year, but it was, you know, the, the Bills had their own in-game stadium staff. They had their own game presentation. They had the shout song play. Um, this, to me, would not be that. And, in fact, if anything, it might be the Chiefs because they're the one seed. Right? I mean, I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's how the league would do it. But I agree that it might probably be more like a Super Bowl where it's kind of half and half. But what does that look like? That seems kind of stale. I mean, you yeah, don't want boring. it to be tilted yeah. in the other team's favor, to be honest with you. <laughs> right. But it does seem kind of stale. Yeah, that's I never I didn't even advance my thought process that far to think about how they would manage or produce present a game like that. My, my guess would be in the case of like chants and songs, those would just happen organically. You just have yeah. to do those, right? I mean, Bills fans singing the shout song. Oh it yeah, would, it wouldn't be drowned out by them doing something else because you know as you mentioned, so a lot of these neutral sites uh, there is a designated home team. So when the Bills go to Detroit, they're playing Bill stuff, the game presentation. In fact, didn't we learn that Detroit stole the train horn from the Bills? Hmm. Uh, kind of, sort of, yeah. I think that's yeah. correct, huh. yes. the, the, the Bills used the, the Bills brought the train horn in to play it for their games, and now I think Detroit does it in their home games. <laughs> that's right. They liked it enough. <laughs> that's right. And the other thing I think about for these neutral sites is when the Bills played in London, we were at that game, the Bills maybe scored a field goal early, and Bills fans started singing the shout song, and the arena or the, the stadium drowned it out. Like, play some music over that. Shut them up, you know? Yeah. So that's what a home, a designated home team will do sometimes. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do for this, if it happens, of course. Um, Sal, with, with the, um, you know, you mentioned Miami and the rather long injury report for the Bills. Not bad. Um, one guy I want to ask you about for sure would be Isaiah McKenzie. So he was downgraded. He did not practice yesterday. If he can't go... We were discussing this a little bit in the first hour. Two-parter. What's the impact of McKenzie not going? How did, would they replace him? And is that just a Cole Beasley thing? Well, I think immediately you go right to the fact that they did sign Cole Beasley to the 53-man roster. That was the transaction they made yesterday. So Cole Beasley's going to play. He doesn't have to get elevated. There's no. There was a lot of talk of how they're going to treat the elevations now that they're unlimited. Would they go with two wide receivers? We could still have a question about John Brown, but Cole Beasley's playing. And that would immediately be you know, a replacement there, if you will. Uh, we know that Jameson Crowder is not playing, although he is still, he is practicing now and they can activate him, but 
Sean McDermott said that's not happening. He's not playing on Sunday, him nor Micah Hyde. So, yes, I think that right now it's a one-for-one Beasley for McKenzie, but Khalil Shakir has has the ability to play there and has been playing there at times. So I would expect him to get some snaps in that spot. You know, they'll um, they'll have options, I'll say that, even especially if they can get by this game going forward, they'll have more options. And hopefully McKenzie's okay. <clears throat> he was in the locker room yesterday. We saw him, and Elena, Elena Getzenberg talked to him. I did not. Uh, she tweeted out that uh, he said he would be fine, but we'll see how the next couple days go. So, you know, hopefully they do have that option, but I think that it should be pretty – I guess seamless, if you will. Now, they're not the same skill set, obviously. But, you know, putting Cole Beasley in the slot if Isaiah McKenzie isn't there would probably be the, the natural move. How about a little state of the quarterback address from you? How What would you say is the state of Josh Allen's game, or how do you feel about the state of Josh Allen's game as we get into the postseason now? Well, I always feel good about Josh Allen in big games. I always feel good about Josh Allen in these kinds of situations. He just seems to come up big. Um, he understands the magnitude and will do everything he can for his team to win. Now, I think that we've seen also in years past, especially that can get a team in trouble that can get the bills in trouble. It did in his first playoff game in Houston. Hasn't really been the case, obviously last couple of years in the playoffs he's made. I went back and actually watched uh, quite a bit of the indie game and the Ravens game um, to it, it, which was interesting from 2020, well, 2020, excuse me, and the playoff games. And there were some big time throws he had to make in that, indie game and remember Gabe Davis the toe taps and things like that Uh, but Josh got him out of trouble a few times Ravens game the Bills only had 220 yards of offense but um, they started to get things moving he didn't make critical mistakes in that game that was the thing that really helped them because that was a tight game and I think he's really learned to take away um, and eliminate those types of plays so I don't think he's played his best football necessarily but I thought last week was a good sign to get the deep ball back Uh, he still played he still I didn't, you know, it's funny. I didn't expect his numbers to be as good last week after the game. Uh, when I sat back and looked at the box score, and I'm like, oh, wow, Josh was still over 60% and threw for 257 yards and, you know, three touchdowns. It was a really nice day. And when you could say, I don't know if my quarterback played that great, and then look at the see stat line like that, that's pretty darn good, right? Because yeah. maybe the expectations are so high that even his really good games are not, are a lot, you know, even his not as great games are just so much better than everybody else's. Good games, I guess is the way to put it. So, to me, the state of the quarterback is is great. Um, It's still, you have Josh Allen, you have a money spot here, and he's been money in those big spots. So, when it comes to him in those big spots, you know, like, you talk about McDermott a lot, and one of the strengths of Sean McDermott is he treats every game, knowing that not every game is the same, but McDermott is very thorough, consistent. Consistent. Yeah, the messaging is always what it is. How How about Josh for that? Because... You know, players, they don't have to necessarily be as measured as a coach who's managing all these people. They're just managing themselves. So I don't know if you can step inside Allen's sports psychology. The fact that he does come up big in these big moments, and he's got, like, the best quarterback rating ever in primetime games, there must be something to what he does, his preparation, his dialing in. You want to call it clutch. Call it what you will. I mean, we've seen it for a couple years. Well, I have a bit of a theory on this with all athletes, but I'm not a psychologist. That's my wife's department. So okay. um, I, I have a bit of a theory, and I, I think that, you know, we, we hear the phrase when it comes to athletes, rise to the occasion, right? We hear, like, Tom Brady, Derek Jeter over the years, Michael Jordan. You know, and I know I'm using the best of the best here, right? But Josh, rise to the occasion. Uh, my theory is the, great, the greatest of players, a lot of times what separates them is they're not rising. They're just maintaining their level while everyone else kind of plays a little bit differently and just maybe not as quite because they 
They maybe they don't want to make a mistake. So I think that they play at that same level all the time. They just never shrink or play more conservative or do something that they shouldn't do. Uh, it doesn't affect affect them that it's that big. It doesn't affect them because that's the way they always are. They have this standard of excellence that they always play at. That's the, that's my theory. I don't know if it's right or not, obviously. Um, but I think it's not that Michael Jordan or um, Tom Brady are always even at a better level in those situations or have been. I think they're at the same level all the time, but everybody else can't reach that second level to be honest, to, to rise up to them. And maybe they, they pull down a little bit. So I think that's Josh. I think Josh under, Josh is just a great player. Now, I will tell you that to me, there is a difference between primetime and playoffs. Big time games in primetime, he's been great. I think he just maintains a great level and he plays incredible. I think in the playoffs, though, yeah, he he does anything he can. And we saw this in the Miami game, like when the playoffs are on the line, when something's on the line for the team, not just in the spotlight. He's going to do anything he possibly can to help his team win. And like I said, you go back to that Houston game. We know that he did some things he shouldn't have done in that game. But that's when I think that kind of Josh comes out where, you know, I'm just going to do anything I possibly can to get that extra yard to make that throw. And if it means forcing something, I'm going to force it, which he hasn't had to do necessarily in these playoff games the last couple of games. You made me think about his numbers since you brought up going back and watching those games. So the last two postseasons, the five games – He's got he averages 346 total yards a game. That's playoff games. 15 yeah. touchdowns, one pick. I don't know if he lost a fumble. I'd have to check that. Uh nope, no lost fumbles. 15 hmm. touchdowns, one turnover, 346 total yards on the average in the last five playoff games. Yeah, and I think that goes to also again. The other team's season is on the line and they don't want to get beat. And I think sometimes that can force teams to be I don't know if I want to use the word passive because they have to watch out for everything. They don't yeah. want Josh Allen to beat them with their arms and their legs. So, you know, they're, I, I, that's where I think it comes into what I was talking about, which is I think you get other people who just aren't necessarily playing at their normal level in those really crisis situations, if you will, because they're worried about maybe making a mistake. I don't think Josh mm-hmm. Allen is. I don't think the greats that we've seen throughout history in sports that have – this these stats and these numbers and, and these champions, if you will, that I don't think they do that. I think they play at that same level, and that level is greatness. Sal, we always have you help out with the game plan. Basically, we're looking for keys to the game from the Bills' perspective for Sunday. We call it Improving the Game Plan. It is brought to you by Bath Fitter. Improve your bath in one day. It just fits. BathFitterBuffalo.com. All right. Other than, you know, outscore the other team, uh, what do you mm. got for a good key to the game this Sunday? You know, I'm going to sound like a cliche and a coach here, guys. You just can't give the Dolphins extra stupid opportunities. You know, I mean, like, the, the Bills should be, should win this game. They're the better team. Yep. Um, it's, it's Josh Allen against Skylar Thompson, it appears. Just don't give them opportunities. Don't allow them to have an opportunity in special teams. Don't allow them to have an opportunity on defense. Don't give them the ball somewhere. Uh, erase points off the board on your end and give them points on their end. Um, a blocked punt, an interception, a fumble. Just eliminate that stuff. You eliminate that stuff, I think you're, you're totally fine in this game. That's the way I look at it. The um, I did want to bring up a couple other things. And, again, not to say that there are no challenge in the challenges in this game. There are definitely a couple guys. Like, for one, like Christian Wilkins, to me, Sal, is a guy, you know, the Bills have to worry about because he's a tremendous defensive tackle, very disruptive, right? Jalen Phillips has turned out to be a good edge rusher for those guys. So there are – some guys on the defensive side of the ball, right? That could be an issue for Buffalo. Yeah, they have a they have a, a good D line. Uh, Wilkins is having his best season as a pro. Uh, he's looked really good. Uh, talked with Mitch Morris about him, 
And he just said he's just multiple. He could do so many different things. And he said he agreed. He said he's playing his best football of his career. He said he's super competitive. And when you watch him, that comes out. We've seen that. We've seen him and Josh kind of have their go at it a couple times. Remember, he wasn't he the guy that kind of hit Josh oh, somewhere right. where he shouldn't? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. I forgot I mean, about that's, that. that mm-hmm. That's him. Um, I'm a big Jalen Phillips fan. Mm-hmm. I I like Jalen Phillips. The year that Bills took Rousseau, I thought. <laughs> Excuse me. I thought Phillips would have fit really well in the Bills scheme and defense, and I still think he would. You know, I think think he's a really good player, and you could do a lot of things with him. So obviously, he's a really good player. Um, yeah, they can they can get after the football, and they can get after the quarterback, and that's the thing you have to watch out for. If the Bills can, you know, just steady the run game a little bit, they don't have to be great at it necessarily. Yeah. But I think just keep them off balance a little bit. That'll give them opportunities. Um, let's remember the last time they came here. You know, in the first half, it was a bit uneven, and then Josh had that play at the end of the first half with no time left, where oh, he was yeah. scrambling and he was running out of bounds, and he hit the he hit James Cook. Maybe the game turns out differently, but that's because they were putting pressure on him, and they can put some pressure on you. So uh, this is a this is a good defense. They can, it's a to me it's a big play defense more than it is a consistent defense. Like they just they make big plays sometimes, and those guys are the the guys that make the plays. The the other thing I forgot to bring this up when we were talking about Miami's offense. And I didn't bring up Chubb, and I'm sorry, but he has been he he he's expected to play, he has been limited. Bradley Chubb is a good player. I don't think they've gotten necessarily what they want out of him since his trade there. Um, but he is a good player and someone you have to be aware of. Yes, sorry. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot also, you know, Hill and Waddle when we were talking about Miami's offense, and of course they don't have Tua, but they still have Hill and Waddle. How do you feel about the Bills secondary, how they're going in, factor in Trey seemingly coming off his best game? Still the rotation at the other cornerback spot. Um, I assume Dean Marlowe, who started last game, would be starting again. So about what about the Bills' secondary against Hill and Waddle? Yeah, I mean, I asked a couple guys yesterday, how do you prepare for the speed? You can't really prepare for it right now. And Christian Benford, Taron Johnson, like, no, you can't prepare for it. You just have to deal with it while you're out there. And, you know, there's different things you could try to do. They're not going to give you away the game plan, right? He said, but that comes from film study and what they – what they do well and don't do well, and you can maybe try to help yourself and take advantage of that. Um, it's got to be a team effort. Uh, I'm looking at the, the the roster right now, and right now they have uh, seven active corners. Tredavious White, Taron Johnson, Dane Jackson, Saran Neal, Kyer Elam, Christian Bedford, and Cam Lewis, if you want to count him as a corner, yes, yeah. he can be a safety. Six, six and a half, I guess, because he, he has position flexibility. Um, right now they have a lot of options. I it, they're obviously in a much better spot than they have been in quite a while in the secondary. And now that we know that Micah Hyde is potentially coming back, not this week, obviously, I mean, that's really is, is how these they can be. They, there'd be no difference, basically, than from training camp other than actually having Tredavious White as an addition. Yeah. You know, if once Micah Hyde comes back, to be quite honest. So I think, if, I, if I'm remembering correct, I don't think then you'd have anybody uh, that would be necessarily out. I, I'm feeling good about them when it comes against Hill and Waddle. Um, you know, they'll have a plan. I think, you know, the safeties are very important. You have to take good angles. We saw Waddle beat them on that long play that they had the last time they played. He caught the ball, and it was a poor angle taken. That's the thing about the speed. It's not the straight-line speed that really gets you. It can, right? It can get you. There's no no doubt. that We've seen that, and Tyreek Hill, you know, won on a, on a go route last time. What, what really hurts you with their speed is they get the ball, and all of a sudden, with the ball in their hands, you just don't understand or can't replicate and, and think about how fast they are and they run by you because you took a poor angle. You took one one bad step right. and they're gone. I think that's the thing about their speed you have to really worry about. And it's tackling too. If the first guy's there, he's got to make the tackle. If not, they could be off to the races. If, even if not for a touchdown, it's an extra 15, 20 yards maybe. Well, the weather should be okay. 
So, you know, yes. sunny, light winds, low 30s, you should be fine on Sunday. We should have a good weather for the game, good weather forecast for the game. I, I, as of right now, I would say it sounds like it will be exactly like it was last Sunday against the Patriots. Hmm. All right. Maybe more sunshine. Though. Yeah. I think last Sunday was cloudy. It'll be more sunshine this time, but pretty much the temperature, the wind, all that, no precipitation, uh, which is fine by me. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Good deal. All right, well, listen. Have fun Sunday, and hopefully a week from today you're still on with us talking about the next Bills playoff game. I'd love to do that as well. Sean McDermott will be on with us at 10.30 today. 10.30, Uh, He'll give us our our Friday injury report, and we will have Patrick Hammer at 11.30. And then who do we have? Oh, yeah, uh, Jeremy Kahn of our sister station in Baltimore is going to be on with us today. Uh, He's going to talk about the Lamar situation, Ravens and Bengals as well. So we got a pretty packed extra point show. Sean McDermott at 10.30. Excellent. Thank you, Mr. Capaccio. Enjoy your weekend, sir. You guys got it. Sal on our Western Hotline was brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the best place to buy a case. What's your outlet? By the way, quick reminder, sorry, Jeremy, but uh, 7 a.m., our coverage starts Sunday. We got you covered all day. Get up, have your coffee, have your breakfast, get a Danish, 7 o'clock breakfast with the Bills, 8 o'clock game day with uh, my co-host. Countdown to kickoff at 10, 1 o'clock kick, 4 o'clock postgame, 6 o'clock overtime show. There you go. Just lock it in all day. Go ahead. Maybe, you know, mimosa. Mimosa's good. Bloody Mary. Bloody Bloody Mary. Maybe. Uh, you know. little, uh, Maybe. Little Playoffs. It's a Sunday. Break out the good stuff. What, were the, what a, were the drinks Deion Dawkins uh, was talking uh, about? Shirley Temple and a lemon drop. Yep. <laughs> um, what I was going to ask, Howard, is you were looking up Josh's last two postseasons. Joe, you want to play a really quick game? Sure. Can you remember the interception? 15 touchdowns to one interception. Can we remember the interception? I didn't, so... You're, you didn't remember it? No. But you do know the game it was in? I'm looking at the game it was in. I'm just trying to recall the play. I'm going to guess it was the AFC Championship two years ago? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was? Okay. Yep. Yeah, you're right. I'm just trying to... I have, yeah, is he pressing I'm trying to recall late, the play. Pressing like is, the, late. is the game out of hand at that point? Because that game got ugly and chippy. I mean, there's the highlight of Allen throwing the ball at the guy's helmet, and Dawkins goes after a guy like... Feliciano like tackled someone. Yeah, yeah, it gets away from the Bills a little bit. Did he throw a late pick in that game? That's I what know. I. That's my first thought was like the right. They're down what twelve or something with like a minute to go, and he just tries to throw something that is easily picked. I don't yeah, have the, it otherwise. I'll pull it up. Hey, I'm just going back to the game book because I I don't remember this one. The interception. Not surprisingly, <laughs> <laughs> this is where you have you always have to bail me out. Well, I'll find it. Kansas it strikes Chiefs. me that it was it, it, it was not like a game changing play. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. Otherwise, we we would have talked about it. People talk more about Singletary's drop in that game than any other offensive play. Really, fourth quarter, first drive of the fourth quarter. What's the score? Uh, I'm looking it up. I'm just want to get to the fourth quarter. It would have been let's see after three quarters, thirty-one fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. So you're trying to get back in it. Intended for John Brown. John Brown. Yep. First, very first drive. Well, it was a continuation from the third quarter, I think. But anyway. Second and 10 from the Kansas City 20. Short left side pass oh. for John Brown, intercepted by uh, Rashad okay. Fenton. Well, Kansas, if you're at the Kansas City 20, the game's not over. You're down 16, but in their territory. Mm-hmm. At right. the okay. very beginning of the quarter. With 13 there's, minutes to go, yeah. Yeah, there's one. Okay. And, and then, then Kansas then City goes on a touchdown drive. Right, and then the game. Then it's 30, 38, 38 to, to 15, 15, and yeah. it's over. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's get a break in. We want to hear from everybody. Our phone lines are open. What are you thinking? How are you feeling? Playoffs are about to start on Sunday. You let us know what you're thinking this morning. I think most people are pretty confident about this Sunday's game, but whatever. 
You can uh, join us at 8030550 because it's Football Friday and that's what we do. Don't forget, coming up at 8, we are streaming the last two hours of this show live on the WGR Facebook page. And 4 to 6 this afternoon, show up on the Bulldog. You'll be able to watch them as well. It is brought to you by Value Home Centers. For over 50 years, Value Home Centers has served the do-it-yourselfer. Its uh, value is conveniently located in your neighborhood. Each store has a hardworking and talented team ready to help you with your next project. Shop in-store or online today. Let our experts help you find the products you need from the brands you trust. Whatever you're working on this year, Value is ready to help. Visit ValueHomeCenters.com to find a location near you. Here's a chance in front score! Wow, i got to share a note with you. Uh, well, the first off, slow down. Uh, that will make that one of the uh, moments of the game from last night. Dan Dunleavy on the call. First moment of the game brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. I like, uh, I like Tyson Jost. He's a nice player. I think it's a nice pickup. Yes, uh, you it know, is. Good bottom waiver, six guy. Oh, yeah. Waiver pickup, yeah. Yeah. I think it's working out pretty well. Hey, so I was asking Joe in the break what, what he's seen as far as the largest line for this game on Sunday. Joe, you said what, 13? 13's the largest I've seen, yeah. Which made me wonder, like in NFL playoff history, where does that rank in terms of largest lines? So I found for the wild card era, which goes back to 1978, the largest line was last year when Kansas City was a 12-and-a-half-point favorite <laughs> against the Steelers, right? Oh, my goodness, yes, and they blew them out. And I'm right? thinking, yeah, and I was thinking, okay, it's got to be wild card round, right? It there's no way it would be, I thought, beyond divisional round, you're typically saying it's two really good teams, four teams, then two good. Super Bowl, Rams-Patriots. Super Bowl, Chargers-Niners. Oh. In 1995, the Chargers were a 19-point underdog. <laughs> now, they got blown out anyway, so the line was right. I don't think they covered, right? 19-point underdog in a Super Bowl. Yikes. But it was Stan Humphreys? Like, who was the Chargers quarterback in that game? That was uh, Steve Young, right? They got the monkey yeah. off the back. Was it, was it Stan Humphreys? Stan Humphreys? I don't know why. Stan, might not be, but I don't know why Stan Humphreys is in my head. Uh, wow. Let's see. 49ers won 49-26. Steve Young. Like who, is it Natron Means? Who's on that team? Natron Means Business. Who is yeah. that? Natron, you'd have loved him. Natron yeah. Means. Oh, yeah. Big human being. Uh, Natron Means Business. Tough yeah. running back. Stan Humphreys, 24 for 49 for 275, a touchdown and two picks Humphreys. in that How did game. They make the Super Bowl. Gail Gilbert also threw passes in that game, Very probably good. because it was so out of a. Uh... Jeremy Natron Means. Very okay. good. Sean Jefferson was one of the receivers. Now uh, that's, um, what, Van Jefferson's dad, right? Um, is that Jerry former Rice? Former Patriot? Sean Jefferson? Sean yeah, Jerry Jefferson. Rice is on that Niners yes. team. Jerry yeah. Rice, 10 for 149 and 3 in yeah. that game. Junior Seau was on the Chargers, that Chargers team. And yeah, it looks like a game that should have been a 19-point spread. Well, they beat all them by this, 23, so yeah, right? All this reminds me, we are getting into NFL Films Super Bowl recap season. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They're going to play the games. Yeah. On NFL Network, anytime you toss it on, you don't know if you're going to just walk into wide right or <laughs> walk into a Patriots Super Bowl. But those uh, those mon you know those videos are they're going to be up soon. You got a pretty got a pretty good shot at walking into a Patriots Super Bowl. What is the most rewatchable Super Bowl that they'll have on there? Like, what's the the one you'll most likely stick with? Hmm. You go to NFL Network. This game is on. You're you're keeping it. And you're it's you're a tough question. There. 
you might do it because you want to see like that that Niners Chargers want to be a great answer because it's not that it's forgotten about but I don't remember Jerry Rice getting three touchdowns and that bit he he won the MVP that year right so um Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean that might be one. I might, I'm, I might be most likely to stick with one if I'm watching an all-time great be great, right? Yeah, I yeah. Might, or I, I would just watch the Patriots lose to the Eagles. Uh, yes, a Patriots loss would be acceptable. An acceptable answer. That's an answer. One of the Giants Patriots ones is yeah. my answer. Yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, none of they the were Patriots both very wins, dramatic. Obviously. Yeah, they both had freakish catches. Some trick play. Well, the Philly special in one game. Uh, the, the, of course, the Tyree catch. Joe, I might actually – I like going back sometimes and watching – because I can't remember anything. I like going back watching games from the 70s, you know, when I was just getting into being a really big football fan. I'd probably – if they had those Steelers-Cowboys, I feel like the Steelers-Cowboys Super Bowls in the 70s were good. Um, High-profile names, of course, Hall of Famers playing. And I, I don't remember how both – I know the Steelers won both games, but I'm trying to remember if one was a shootout or something like that. So I might – I might gravitate towards that. I would not watch the Cowboys win a Super Bowl or the Patriots win a Super Bowl or the Dolphins win a Super Bowl. There are certain teams I don't ever want to see win, so I would never go back and watch it. And, of course, I'm not going to watch the Bills games. It is a good year for this year, the Super Bowl and these playoffs. Legacy building of quarterbacks, right? Last year it ends up being Stafford gets his. Yeah. So if we're looking through the storylines of all the quarterbacks that are in it, Burrow and Allen are going for their first. Hertz is, of course, like still very young. Herbert, these guys have not won a playoff game at all yet. Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, same guy. Like, you know, I don't think those guys are going to win the Super Bowl. You're Brock probably Purdy. <laughs> that's what I was just going to get to. Be, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. Then I, okay, no, just like you've got Allen and Burrow, who are this will cement them. Mahomes, if he gets a second one, it'll be his third trip. Like he's already pretty well cemented, but it would even go more for him. There's no Stafford storyline this year, no, right? No. Brady is in in the mix, I suppose. Dak could get hot. Cousins. Cousins would be oh, really dear, that'd be weird. Be bad oh, for the no. Wouldn't it be bad for the discourse if Cousins got a Super Bowl? Oh, it'd be so bad. <laughs> Guys, just... don't, don't you think of of all the quarterbacks quote if there is pressure? I know you mentioned Prescott, but it's on Josh, right? The the oh he needs to win one finally. I know it's only been a few years for him. Is there anybody it, else who beats out Josh at this point? Mahomes has one. It depends. Did they lose like they did last year where he puts it's up not his 38? Fault. Right. Right, 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 right. He puts up that game, and <laughs> no one thinks it's his fault. Of course no one thinks he has anything to prove. So, yeah. But I get it. You, know, you ultimately do have to win one. All right, which quarterback has the most pressure? Is it not Dak? Oh, Big, it probably it's, is. Right? It's got to be Dak. Big money quarterback, Dallas. Hmm. When is it going to finally turn the corner? I mean, he he's very good, but... You know, when the bar has been raised to the Mahomes-Allen level, quarterbacks that are good get trashed a lot. I mean, Derek Carr is kicked out of out of Vegas, and where is he going to go? How many suitors could he possibly even have? Wouldn't they all do the same thing that Joe does, which is like, I mean, hey, I, I like you, but I don't want to give you all that money to not be Josh Allen yeah, or to right. not be Patrick Mahomes. Right, let me settle for pretty good for the next, yeah. for the okay. next three years. So, you, you know, you guys might be onto something because at least Josh has – Josh has multiple wins, and as you said, he basically had put his team into the uh, AFC Championship last year. Prescott's got one win. They lost to Green Bay in 2016. They lost. They beat Seattle, then lost to the Rams in the 2018 season, and they lost to the Niners last season. 
Yeah, I might go Allen second after Prescott. He's got one playoff win and he's one and three. Prescott Prescott might be number one in terms of pressure because it's they not should just beat Tampa too. It's not even just talk or discourse about Prescott. It could it could be about the team, right? Like in how long he's there. He right. is thir- he's gonna be thirty. Next year is the final year of his contract. Or at least the final year before they can walk away for nothing. Yeah. Um so uh, like I don't know. Like, are the if Jerry Jones going to be looking for a different quarterback? If, if they, they have lose, this it'll roster be, if they and they lose, lose, it's not press. It'll be Mike McCarthy going in the volcano, right? Right. Unless, this unless year, Prescott well. looks like he did oh, yeah. last week. I don't think they do that with Prescott now. But I mean, if they have this roster and this defense led by Micah Parsons and Ceedee Lamb is an incredible talent, and we can agree on that. And the O line and the running backs. Yep. And they it, he can't get them over the hump with that. I mean, Prescott to me is under more pressure because there might be internal pressure where that I don't think that exists with Allen. He might have the most pressure just That's this fair. week. Yeah, How about this week. Yeah, you are a team that has won more games than the Bucs. You're going to go on the road and beat a, a, a Tampa team that did beat Dallas earlier in the season. Smoked them. Yep. But if you lose in the first round after the season, it appeared that Dallas was starting to have. That I mean, that's that is pretty tough on Allen's pressure. You know, Joe, you, you labeled Allen as second one potential scenario that in Bills fans we don't want this to happen but this this postseason could <clears throat> this postseason could end with Mahomes and Burrow each having a Super Bowl and each having two appearances yeah. and Allen not having no. one yet right and that doesn't I'm not trying to sit here and say that he can't measure up to them but you know in the game of legacies and results he'd be well behind those two at that point right so yeah. he should just go get the Super Bowl win this year, and then like you know. Yeah, I'm good with. I, I like that option, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm really good with that. No, Joe, you made that's a great point, you guys. And and Joe, of course, you know if if you just looked head to head, even if the if the Bills don't win the Super Bowl this year, it's not like we're sitting there going, oh, Josh Allen, what are we going to do about him? If the Cowboys go belly up in the playoffs, you know, unless Dak has like he's amazing, they basically have their version of 13 seconds. He plays great, and somehow they screw up and they lose the football game. You know, he's going to be under far more scrutiny than Josh Allen would if, if you know, they lose and the Bills lose. Whatever. Even it's, if it's a good if, point. If Allen has a bad game yeah, and they lose, it's not like anybody's going to talk about moving on. No. We would, of course, say, like, what are you going to do? He had a bad game. I mean, everybody has a bad game every once in a while. People would get mad at the line or, or Dorsey or at yeah. weapons. Yeah. Like, not to say Allen is, uh, you know, beyond getting criticized, just that there's really no scenario where we're saying, hey, what are we doing here? And – there are a couple quarterbacks in this in this playoffs that that is the question. W- what are we doing here? Yeah, Cousins is one. Daniel Jones, of course, we got you know he's going to be a free agent. Um, right, like I how think, many how many of the playoff quarterbacks do you know one hundred percent? They're there that team's quarterback next year. Right, most of them. Like it, the, okay, the ones that we don't know would be I would have to put Brock Purdy there. Yeah. Although the better he plays, I mean things yep. could go that way. Cousins, cousins, Daniel Jones, Lamar would still be back at least under our franchise tag, right? Yeah, yeah that, so that, one, would, that one's different, I guess. Gino yeah. Smith, Trevor is, Lawrence is back. Is Tua back? <clears throat> I Tua. think he's back, but don't you have to go do something? You have to do a better job of. It can't just be Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson on their roster next season. Oh no, they no, they yeah, they would, to go they would not move on from Tua unless they but you know are getting Brady or something. But they've got to get somebody who's a better option if he can't. Marcel was talking to you guys yesterday about this, right? Gets hurt, can't yep. make it through a season. So I, I think he's back, but I think they've got to find somebody who they feel better as a starter if he misses games. Gino, Gino is Gino a free agent? Gino's a free agent. Brady's a free agent. He's another one. Lamar and could be. Brady's not back in Tampa, right? If he's playing again, it's got to no, be he's elsewhere. Not. 
He's not. And Miami Miami is getting mentioned for Brady, of course. And I yeah. just saw a piece up at thebiglead.com. Candidates for Derek Carr and two teams in this division were labeled. Or Jets listed, I should say. Jets. Jets and Dolphins both yeah. mentioned for Derek Carr. Dolphins. Carr is – he's not going to fetch a big price in a trade. I wouldn't think. Because he is expensive. His cap hit is huge. Is that right? It's thirty. Yes. It's thirty-three million this year, and then it's forty-two million each of the yeah. next two years after that. Well, now, so, I, now the thing is, though, he's going to get. He'll get cut, right? There was. I just, he's got a no trade clause. So I read something at Pro Football Talk, like they're saying, if you're Derek Carr, you just say no to any trade because you've got a no trade clause. Make the Raiders cut you, and then you go wherever the heck you want to go. Okay, then how much money are you giving up by oh, doing? You're that? not giving up forty million dollars to this guy. He's not getting the court. No, the how much is Derek Carr giving up? Oh, by doing I see that? what you're saying. He's giving up whatever's on his contract. If I've got thirty-five million dollars guaranteed coming next year, yeah, and I go to free agency, what yeah. kind of money is Derek Carr getting on the free free agent market? I'm not saying he wouldn't get any, right. but again, like, isn't that in the discussion of hey, these forty million dollar quarterbacks out here? The team that brings him in is going to want to draft one. I mean, he's better than – he's got a big, bigger body of work than Geno Smith, of course. But how many teams are looking for that final piece? I mean, the Jets, maybe. I think he's – for me, I, I, I'm i not worried about Derek Carr coming in the division, but let's face it, the Jets are desperate. I mean, the, if you put Derek Carr on that team with Brees Hall on that defense, I think the Jets would have a playoff contender. They're not a Super Bowl team because Carr's not that good, but he's – He's obviously better than what they have on the roster. I think he can get them into the playoffs. It is one of the fun parts of the playoffs is how yeah. you know the season ended and half of the league has its storylines for the post for, for the off season, and these fourteen teams that are still left, they don't quite know what theirs is. You right. know, if the Giants go to the NFC Championship game and Daniel Jones has two great games, well then all of a sudden that might get a lot more real to the idea that they would sign him to a bigger deal. And if Cousins flames out in the first round. Then Minnesota is doing the old, uh, you know, what are we doing here routine. 803-0550 to join us. Football. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Friday on WGR. Oh, on your list of things to do today, if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Of course, listen to this show in its entirety. Do I have uh, to? The Extra Point Show, entirety. I like that show. Sabres Live, One Bills Live, Show from the Bulldog. Uh, and then the nightcap. And then make a point to listen to ESPN The Daily today is about the birth and the existence and the relationship and everything of Bill's Mafia. Really? Yes. Pablo Torre Very cool. talked with Del Reed and Stevie Johnson. And today on ESPN The Daily, I saw they tweeted out last night a little bit of a promo. Yeah. You want to hear? You want to get a lot of love, awesome. Bill's Mafia? Today's the day on ESPN The Daily. And read the Deion Dawkins column in the Players' Tribune. Mm-hmm. which I should probably tweet out. That's a free site, right? We don't have to worry about paywalls and everything. 
We should retweet that. All right, let's. Uh, we're a little little bit behind schedule here. I know that's a shock. So we'll get a quick break in, and we got lots of time left to talk Bills, Dolphins. How are you feeling this morning? What are you thinking this morning? Is it this game? Is it big picture? Whatever. We're covering it all. 803-0552. Join us as we break down the matchup more. Chris Brown coming up in the next hour as well. Um, and, oh, yeah, we're about to go live on the WGR Facebook page so you can watch via the Facebook page the last two hours of Jeremy and I talking. And Do you want, uh, you want, a, cam- you want a cameo of a kid? Yeah. We don't think about it. I haven't seen any video from you in a while. I know. We'll see. I'm, could, I'm you, broadcasting could you get from Dylan home. to make her first ever playoff prediction? I could try that. I could try that. I'm home just because the kids are sick. I didn't want to bring anything into you guys. Thank you. So yeah. yeah, we get we had the flu in the house for a couple of days. So if Knox isn't up to it, have Dylan. I need they're a both, little FaceTime. Yeah, they're both doing great. They're good. great. Good. So maybe maybe I'll uh, I'll have him wave hi to Uncle Howard. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Uncle, Uncle, Howard. Uncle Howie. <laughs> Thanks for not saying Grandpa you, Howard. You said family calls you Howie, so <laughs> hey, that's what right? That's what uh, they call you. Only. Only a a, a cousin. <laughs> okay. Yes, family does call me that. And wh- whatever. We're pr- you and I are practically family. Yes. Now, so yes. that's fine. All right. So 803-0550. If you're on hold, hang on. We have lots of open phone lines, and we're open in the next segment. So let's go, Bills fans. Let's, let's talk playoff football. Crosby's. Let's tell you about Crosby's stores. They are partnering with the Patricia Allen Fund, benefiting Oshai Children's Hospital. Stop in at your favorite Crosby's location, where 17 cents of every awesome official mafia pizza slice and a penny per gallon at the pump is a difference-making donation. Visit a nearby Crosby's with over 85 locations throughout New York and Pennsylvania, your hometown choice for signature fresh pizzas, subs, breakfast, on-the-go shopping, and fuel, your family-owned convenience store, Crosby's. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 